Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Toxic Confidence Podcast with me. So this episode is going to be an episode where I fill you guys in a little bit about my life, who I am, and things you probably do not know about me. I know it was asked um, if people could have a little bit of a background on me so they knew who their host was and who, um, I guess, was talking to them. So this episode is going to be 27 things that you probably didn't know about Kendra McGowan, i.e. myself. So number one. Oh, also I did 27 because I just had my 27th birthday on Saturday. So I felt like the number 27 was relevant. I actually feel like it took me a long time to create a list of 27 things, but yeah, here we go. Number one, I grew up in Provost, Alberta. Um, It's a town of about 3,000 people. I graduated with 22 kids in my class. We were alphabetically paired together as grad dates. And I do not talk to a single person that I graduated school with. Heck, I don't even think I talked to a single person from my school or my town. I did not have a very good like small town experience as much as I love my family and my parents um, and some of like the people in the community. My age group and school was not something I enjoyed at all. Um, I just like stuck to myself and stuck to my grades, which obviously had me called a teacher's pet and a know-it-all and things like that. But I just did not want to hang around (laughs) with anyone in my class and I didn't really... um, fully get along with anyone. I was always that girl who wore skirts, you know, not the matching Aeropostale sweatshirts with everyone else. And yeah, lots of the girls in my class played hockey and were into very different things than I was. I grew up dancing and doing gymnastics. In fact, all the way from probably pre-K to grade seven, my parents would take me out of class after like the very first period or after pretty much we'd go into the school, get my homework, drive to gymnastics because gymnastics was the priority for me um, my whole life, my young life, I guess. Two, I have a younger brother. Um, He's been so essential to my growth as a person. In fact, he had bailed me out financially when I had first gone to university and I was dating loser boyfriends that, or not even boyfriends, a loser boyfriend when I first went to university that had, would take all my tips, would use all my money for eating out and things like that, put a ridiculous purchase on my credit card and it sewered me. And my parents were like, we we can't help you because you're you're not going to learn if we help you. And so my brother had to pay my rent. I think he was 15 at the time he had paid my rent. Um, and yeah, he's been super essential to me growing as a person. He introduced me to the dance group that I was involved in when I first moved to the city as well, which was pretty cool. He's always been uh, very supportive of my passions and he's like... <laughs> He, he works so freaking hard and he's so funny. He always puts a smile on my face. Um, three, I gained a sister because my brother, she's been a part of our family as well since she was like 15. Her name's Chloe. I get to be her maid of honor at her and my brother Pierce's wedding this year. And it just makes me 
beyond happy. Um, she truly is so supportive and an amazing, amazing sister. And she's so beautiful. I remember the first time my brother brought her, brought her home. I thought he had brought home a girl that looked older than me because she was so good at doing her makeup. And I did not grow up in that era where I looked good as a teenager. <laughs> not even close. Um, four, I truly have the most supportive parents in the world. I did grow up fortunate. Um, I have, my parents are both still together. They both support me on my journey, probably more than they need to sometimes. And they've always been supportive of my careers and what I've done, supportive of the dancing, supportive of the cheerleading, supportive of being in magazines, um, going different routes with education, going different routes with careers. And they've always supported me trying to be my very best and growing into something that I truly love instead of just forcing myself into a nine to five that I would have been miserable doing. I actually got bullied by kids growing up because I had such supportive parents and they were so nice. Isn't that weird? I got bullied for having nice parents, which doesn't even fucking make sense. But yeah, when I was younger, I had a crush on this boy and it was the first nude that I ever sent. This is number five, by the way. And he had showed it to all of his friends and his friends it somehow got into like the parents of the friend group and I was devastated. It was terrible. And I know some guy had gone up to my dad and started talking about it. And instead of my dad chewing me out about it, he told the guy to go fuck himself for essentially having child porn on his phone and to pay attention to his own family instead of his. So growing up with supportive parents is was amazing. Six, my middle name is Muriel after my great grandma. Um, I never met my mom's dad and I don't have any grandparents left. My mom's mom, my grandma passed away last year. My dad's mom passed away of brain cancer the same time that the humble bus crash, bus crash happened. Um, yeah. So no, and my, my dad's dad passed away, um, quite a few years before that. I'm really close with my immediate family, but my extended family, um, I'm not very close with. Um, but I feel like people truly get to choose their family and the friends that I have in my life are very strong family for me. So I should mute that, but, um, I'm scared if I mute that, then my mic will turn off and I'm kind of nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. Um, number seven, I was raised by entrepreneurs um, and my whole life was based around this. Like I had said, they let me always try and try and try different businesses to truly find myself. I also started working in the office for my parents when I was really young. So I did learn a lot of key factors that went into business especially the bookkeeping side and how to really, you know, finesse the books and things like that to benefit my business the most. I am so freaking thankful. I was raised by entrepreneurs um, because they did give me and help me with the mindset that I have and 
because they were entrepreneurs and I've seen them go through the ups and downs, it I had already been predisposed to the ups and downs that do come with business, which has made me a stronger businesswoman and also less stressed about being a businesswoman. Um, if that makes sense, because I had seen it always come full circle and they always taught me just to be a good person and work, work with other people, do things out of promo, discount if you need to, but always work hard and stick to your values. Um, my parents started their business 30 years ago, or maybe in 30, yeah, 30 plus years ago, actually before I was born. Um, my dad started as a truck driver. My mom was serving and then they bought their first downhole swivel, I believe together. And then, yeah, the rest is history. So it's really cool being raised, um, by them. Number eight, my brother and I actually started a business called Beads and Wire with a $500 loan from my mom. I think I was like seven or eight. So my brother would have been like five or six at the time. And we would make these bracelets with these really nice beads on them. We got them at Michael's. We had this heavy gauge wire and they would say wrapped around your wrist. Um, They were so freaking cute. And we would sell them as like collections in my dad's cigar boxes. And we would store them in my dad's cigar boxes. Um, Number nine, I've never touched a cigarette and I used to make posters and put them all up around the shop and the boys would be so annoyed because all of them smoked. But yeah, I uh, (laughs) never, never touched it and was always like a anti advocate of smoking to the point where I used to like find my dad's cigars in his truck. These are cigars he'd give to clients at golf tournaments and stuff. And I would take them to the porta potty at the lake and like dump them down the porta body and he'd be so upset, but he still loves me to this day. So that's, that's a benefit. <laughs> Number 10, I competed as a gymnast and a dancer. Um, I did gymnastics for a very long time. I qualified nationally had I not had injury and also self doubt and thinking about boys at the time I would have qualified for the Olympics. But that's okay. Life took a different turn. And honestly, I'm very thankful for that. Gymnastics has given me the drive and the grit and the mental fortuity to truly do anything um, that I set my mind to and also know that I am a winner. Like that is just my mindset, like from because of the coaches that I had with gymnastics, um, which is pretty cool. On the other hand, gymnastics is so hard on the body and I had an injury from the age of seven to 14 every single year. Every single year, I either had a major injury or I broke a bone. I even broke both my wrists at the same time on my 14th birthday. I cheerleaded for the Oilers and I've been an Oilers fan since I was a little kid. I have so many photos of me with like one orange ponytail and one blue ponytail and like streamers all um, in my head. Those were awesome, awesome memories. I don't know if anybody had ever been to Rexall Place and had like the crack beers where like you drink one and you feel like you've drank five. That was wild. Um, at 12, we grew up in the summers. We went to northern Saskatchewan, which is where our family cabin is and also my grandparents farm. So I picked rocks, chased roosters, tried to catch squirrels, did all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember asking my grandma one time if I was allowed to pick the cucumbers in the, um, oh my God, what's it called? Oh my God. Come on, Kendra, use your brain. 
Oh my God, I'm not even going to think of the name, but one of those places where they have a oh, greenhouse. There we go. Um, in the greenhouse, I asked my grandma if I could pick the cucumbers and she said, absolutely not. Now, looking back on that life, I realized that my grandparents were growing weed in the greenhouse. <laughs> 13, I've worked out for my whole life and I've done extensive education in fitness, but a formal education was never my thing. I've dropped out of three different university programs, one of which I finished, um, but on my own terms, the rest I did not. I started my BCom and then I also realized I grew up learning from the best people for business. And also I would rather have just mindset coaches and things like that for business than I would have a teacher tell me how to do business that literally doesn't even have their own business. It makes no sense. Um, 14, I was assaulted when I was younger at a church function, sexually assaulted. Hi, Gigi, come here. Um, and I truly believe that having that happen to me, it has helped me teach and grow with so many men and women. And I truly feel like it was a blessing for those reasons because I've been able to help others and that is something I'm truly passionate about. And that is something that I really do want to get into on this podcast. And I've, we've touched on it a few of the episodes with Amy about trauma and stuff like that. So I would like to bring on more people that have gone through traumas in their childhood or in their adulthood and how they've gotten through it. Because so many people do not come forward or are afraid to speak, are afraid that if they vocally speak about their trauma, they're labeling themselves. And I think that is hard, right? It's hard. It's hard to express yourself. It's hard to come forward. It's hard to accept that something like that has happened to you. And I want to be able to use this platform to help people understand where other people are coming from who have gone through these things. And also just to help give a comforting voice in some of these situations. 15. Oh yeah. One of the biggest fitness photographers at the time I did a photo shoot and he told me that I would never be a fitness model, um, because my tits were too small and he hugged me in a way that was so freaking uncomfortable. I still remember it to this day. And at that point, I was like, I'm going to use the schooling that I did in photography and I'm going to be a female photographer and I am going to be able to show people a good experience and not a creepy experience. 16, I am currently the Miss Bikini UK with the WBFF and I have grown from an amateur to a pro title holder and now part of the media team of the WBFF. It is my second family. All of those women are so supportive. All have such incredible stories, men and women. And I truly feel at home there. And it has definitely become such a big part of my life. 17, I'm an open book and I can't hide how I feel. It's always on my face. This is so true. Um, It's to a default. Actually, if I do not like something, I roll my eyes so far into the back of my head and I need to stop doing that. But I also, I'm not afraid to just say it like it is. And I've lost friendships that way. I've I I don't know. I, I'm a people, I'm a person, sorry, that does I do talk about other people 
typically in constructive criticism type ways. I think everyone truly does. And I also do it straight to my friends' faces. And sometimes that is not received well, and that's fine. But I'm also working on so much myself this year. And this podcast is giving me a platform to also work on myself and learn from others and learn what others are going through and truly tailor myself and my experience that I give others through my teachings in a more positive regard. We have two dogs. They are little kids, Gigi and Kilo. Um, I don't like real kids. They're not my thing. I do not have a maternal instinct. I have never, ever, ever wanted kids. And I cannot stand when people tell me that I'm wrong for saying that or eventually I'm going to change. I... I'm not going to change my mind on that. 19, Brett, who is my partner right now, is the first guy that I ever actually had an orgasm with and let myself be open and honest and truly with. And he was one of the first guys I'd slept with when I moved to Edmonton in 2014. And I chased him around for years after that. And we didn't get together until few, I think tw- December of like 2017 or beginning of 2018. Um, but yeah, we, I've chased, I've chased him around literally since then, but I'll bring him on here and he's going to talk about how the fact that he was a fuck boy in those age stages and now I get the best version of him, but trust me, I was upset and I still wanted him then. Um, we actually started a business together and he's like, you have your shit together. And he came to me and I helped him start his clothing line, um, back in December of 2017 and It was one of those things where we were either going to be business partners and that's just it, or we were going to fall in love. And well, we fell in love. Um, Speaking of love, number 20, I fall in love with women and how they emotionally make me feel faster than I do anything else on this earth. And it's something that I definitely need to work on. But falling in love with women is such a special and unique experience. And even if this is this your friend, or if it is someone that you turn into a sexual partner, I do feel like female relationships are so important. I think it's because I didn't have any growing up as a kid that even anytime I lose like a female friend, it traumatizes me like a breakup now. But that is something that I'm definitely working on in therapy. Um, 21. It's taken me years to not want to be the masculine part of every single relationship. And that is why I do bring on Amy and I'm going to bring on other people to talk about the masculine, the feminine, feminine women. When you get to play your true feminine role, oh my God, it's actually a beautiful experience. And I did not want to experience that for so long because I was so guarded and I wanted to be the man because I wanted to control every single situation in my life. Um, And I've always been super defensive and guarded because the two relationships that I had before Brett were extremely abusive. Um, Emotionally, the one and the other one was verbally and physically. But with that being said, I've learned now in a safe relationship, in a safe space that I can truly be 
of my feminine energy and just love from that place. And it is such a beautiful thing to nurture and love in that realm as compared to that like aggressive, dark, darker energy that I had around myself and my sexual experience. Um, One of my exes actually was cheating on me. And one of my very first bikini shows the day before I got called from Alberta Health Services to be told that I'd been in contact with with someone with chlamydia. And I went to the doctor that evening after registering and they call you within like it's fast. And they had said, no, you're clean. You have nothing. So literally the day of my show, I figured out that he was cheating on me with someone else and he got a fucking STD from them. So that was cute. Two, I have one of the strongest mindsets in the world. I truly think if I'm, if I want to do something, I've won it. I've already done it. It is mine. And I believe that. And I truly believe in the power of words manifestation. I have so many people I'm going to be bringing on for these topics. And I'm so freaking excited. Um, just say this at the beginning of day of each day, I am getting better and better every day in each and every way. And I truly believe that is setting yourself up your day and the rest of your thoughts for the rest of your day up for so much success and so much positivity. You're just going to absorb that beautiful positive frequency into your life and all around you, especially for that moment, for that day. And it's just going to keep setting you off for the rest. Um, 23, I am a serial entrepreneur to the fact where I actually need to tone myself down. I jump into business so freaking fast. I'll like think of an idea. I've like already got the business cards, built a website, this and that. And then like three days later, I'm like, logistically, that's not even going to work. So sometimes I need to like take a step back and just reassess and figure out what I'm doing and then go forward from there. But I want to say this, no business fails unless you quit doing it. I've had so many highs and lows with beauty. That's the swim line. And I still have not quit, even though there's been so many times where I'm like, I'm never going to be as big as these fast fashion brands. I'm never going to have the following that these um, influencer brands have. But truly, like, it's just my passion project. And I'm so happy to be able to call it my own and have like that unique Uh, eco-friendly fabric and perspective with my brand and all biodegradable packaging. Um, Yeah. So my business is our beauty swim. This podcast, Toxic Confidence. I am a posing coach for um, Fitpack Posing. I'm one of the photographers for the media team. It's Kendra McGowan Photography. Um, I do videography for it as well. Um, Brett and I had our men's line, which is called Uncommon Club. And I'm always thinking about fun little things to keep uh, doing. 24, I've done K in Tulum and I went scuba diving and I had the most revolutionary experience. That was a turning point in my life during COVID where I went and did that. And I was like, in the bottom of this cave and all you can see is one light spot in this big black cave. And I felt like it doesn't even matter. I don't have any stress that's more important 
than just anything, you know, like there's nothing that can stress me out. I am just here. I'm in this big, beautiful world. I've, I've been given my human experience at this time and I'm going to create it to the best of my ability. And it wasn't until I went into that cave and being underwater is one of my biggest fears and just letting myself be open to anything that was going to come emotionally up from this experience, physically from this experience, any anything that was going to dwell to the surface while I was just like fully submersed was everything, was everything I needed. It truly like just clicked in my mind and I was like, nothing matters. Nothing matters at all, except trying to just be the best person that I can be. What people say doesn't matter. The stress, why, why do I even care about it? I would have to go, I would deep dive and be like, oh my goodness. And I had so much to talk to my therapist about after that trip. Um, but yeah, if I can recommend one thing that's not doing the crazy drugs like that is go and do a Temezcal in Tulum where you're in essentially a sweat lodge and they go through the North Sea, North Northeast Southwest energies and polarities of your body and just help you align and figure out what is your calling and what is emotional points that are sticky in your life and things like that. I'm going to do a full episode on psychedelics and different experiences um, that myself and guests have had and how they've helped us like either become more creative or assess where we want to be in our lives and just grow as people. 25, I've auditioned as a dancer for Electronic Daisy Carnival, EDC. Um, I did not get selected because I wasn't American, but I have danced on stage as a go-go dancer for some of the top DJs in the world. Um, W&W, Tiesto, Elenium, uh, so many awesome DJs. Yeah, that was fun. I loved go-go dancing. It's it's a it's one of the most fabulous things that I have done. If I'm being quite honest, it's so much fun. 26, I am very well traveled. My mom and I started traveling when I was quite young for dance gymnastics. We did school trips to um, Greece, Italy, Spain, France, Belgium, the Netherlands. And Brett and I have gone on quite a few trips. I've gone to Turkey by myself. I got my teeth done there um, four or five years ago now. Wow. But yeah, someone asked me about a solo travel podcast. I'm going to do that. And I'm also going to bring on a freaking incredible guest for that. She has traveled 70 countries, I think, on her own and also as a female in the military, which is freaking insane. Um 27, and this is the last one, and this is actually my toxic trait. I used to not drink water at all, and I would only drink tea and or coffee. Um, So yeah, those are 27 things that you probably did not know about me or things that have sparked your interest, or maybe it has shown you why I am the way that I am or the quirks that I have. And I'm going to dig into all of these different things that have happened to me and my upbringing in different episodes and just plug them in where I feel it fits and is necessary. But I didn't want to extrapolate on anything here just because I don't want like a weird bragging session. I don't know. It's very weird. I don't want to do that. Um, so yeah, that is 
my post-birthday toxic confidence episode and I can't wait to get into more. Again, please feel free to DM the brand topics that you want to talk about, relationships, sex, business, anything that you want to talk about, either I or tons of my friends or guests that I'll be bringing on have knowledge in this space. So let's give this podcast that kind of reach. I want it to be a podcast where people talk in terms that everyone can understand. I find there are so many podcasts out there right now, but they talk in a language that people do not understand. Like it's above their heads and also not relatable. So I want this podcast to have guests that are very smart experts in their craft, super educated, whatever it may be, but have them communicate in a way that is relevant to to today's day and age and also digestible. So yeah, that is episode whatever this is. I think it's four (laughs) of the Toxic Confidence podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye.